Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another sunny day in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Sean Codling, Managing Director of Containment Technology Services. Containment Technology Services is a firm which specializes in the design and manufacture of portable and bench-mounted containment devices. Sean, hello. Oh, good morning, Matthew. Thank you for coming on the show today. We might as well dive straight in. What does the word leader mean to you? Um, I suppose the word leader means somebody who takes full ownership of, uh, of uh, a direction a business is going in. And how would you describe your personal leadership style? Um, I can do um, every job within the company, and I, uh, I think that uh, people can see me doing each and every job. And uh, I think leading by example. It's very important to be able to foster that trusting, uh, example-based approach inside a company. And, of course, companies are made up of individuals, human beings, for lack of a better word, um, dealing with people with their varying uh, personal lives and and, uh, medical conditions sometimes can be difficult. How do you deal with any challenges that arise uh, in your workplace? Um, well, I think we have to understand that everybody has um, challenges in their personal life, um, and they're very often um, that that can come to have an effect in their in their work life. So they go they sort of go hand in hand. I think you have to support people, um, but uh, there has to be a demarcation between business and between personal. It takes all sorts to make up a team, and um, as you support people, I think. Um, the better chance you have of uh, getting the commitment back to them when they're actually in their workplace. So by fostering a supportive uh, workplace, you're able to produce more productivity from your staff? Um, yeah, I think I think uh, if you've uh, got a supportive workplace, that's very good, but it also has to be a workplace where there's a very distinct barriers on performance and um, commitments and attitudes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so a strong, a strong framework... Uh, enabling yeah. people to have a clear vision of what needs doing and what uh, can be left behind. Yep. So we have to have a, a clear vision, a vision that's um, you know, a, a one and a half year vision, a five year vision, a ten year vision, um, and then we also have to have very clear uh, values of the company. So what our clear values are and have those on the wall, so where people can see them every day. Now let's go back to the beginning of your career. Was there a particular individual that you either worked with or for who you took as an example to base your leadership style on today? Um, yes, there was an individual that um, uh, gave me an example of how not to do it. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, I felt very strongly about the ways that I would do things. Well, let's delve into that a bit. Um, what personifies a bad leader? I think I think somebody who doesn't take their um, their work place seriously. I think somebody who thinks that uh, career is a game. Mm-hmm. I think somebody who believes that uh, they're worth more money than anybody else in the workplace. Um, um, and people that doesn't don't sort of respect others' work level and input. Now. If you would give uh, a young person uh, in secondary school who are looking to follow your career path any advice, what would that be? I think um, 
as a as a new person going into the workplace, you need to have a, a two year plan in your mind, and I think uh, you need to have that plan um, agreed with your team leader or your mentor within that business, and then I think you need to get your head down and um, not look up for two years. And at the end of the two years, look back and think about what you've achieved and what you're worth, um, and then decide what your what your plan is from there. Because at that stage, you're going to know what your strengths are and weaknesses are. And do you provide a mentorship program uh, at your firm? Um, <clears throat> not, not a, I wouldn't say as a structured program, but certainly in the way that we appraise, uh, we're very open in people coming into the business. If it's working for them well, we encourage them in the areas that they want to be. If it's not necessarily working for them, we'll encourage and support them to move their, make their next career move. Um, so we have no problem with people coming into the business and you know, maybe looking for another role somewhere else, help them with that because it's a, it works well to have clean handovers and, and not to have any problems with staff. Now, you work in an interesting field. Will you elaborate a bit more about what containment technology services does? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we, we design and manufacture um, containment units for laboratories. So over the last um, generation, um, Drug developments have come to a stage where um, we've got some very clever, highly potent drugs out in the market now, and those drugs have to be tested in laboratories. And very often, they're tested in very small quantities, like milligram quantities of drug, um, which can be highly potent. And the analysts have to handle them in special enclosures with their instruments. Um, and our enclosures are designed around how the analyst has to work and allows them to to work safely. So, a lot of our products are custom built around. Um, the application that the analyst is working in. All, pretty much all of our enclosures are sold into a pharmaceutical laboratory um, and we have worldwide reach, so I suppose 80% of our uh, product is, is export. Um, and when we install, we, we um, qualify, commission, train um, and do a lot of documentation around our process to ensure that what the customer has provides the level of safety that they need for their actual application. So it's quite a niche, niche area to be in. Do you look on the upcoming months uh, in the transition period from our membership in the European Union uh, as a positive uh, step uh, in your business, or do you look at it with some apprehension? Um, I think it uh, could present itself a challenge, certainly in the regulatory areas, where we've got um, agreed uh, product standards with Europe, um, with very many um, British firms, certainly the small, medium-sized firms. Um, a lot of firms can certify um, their equipment, uh, customised assembly, to prove they, they meet machinery directives and safety directives for the European norm. Um, once we leave the European Union, we're no longer an EC member state and we can't then certify. So overnight, this could impose a huge cost on a lot of companies. We could be uh, putting companies out of business, basically, purely if we do not um, work with our partners to come up with common, agreed standards. So it's very important that we, we keep our relationship going with our, our business partners in Europe. And I think that will work business to business. I think um, it's the politicians that uh, shame on them have um, created such a, a ridiculously um, deconstructive atmosphere around uh, um, Brexit. Let's uh, move back into the field of leadership for a moment. If I, I asked you to objectively identify the greatest leader, living or dead, who would that be? 
sorry, uh, to identify who? The greatest leader, living or dead, who would that be? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a difficult one, I know. Um, it is a difficult one. Um, I suppose there's lots of different leaders, different styles. Um, um, I can't necessarily think of it. So many times you think of leaders and you, you only think in a past tense. So you might say Churchill was a great leader, mm -hmm. but he, he might have been an utter asshole to work for, you know. Um, so leaders, you tend to look in, in retrospect, you know, looking at leaders of the present time. I can't think of a, a leader at present, um, as in a people leader, that um, that I would that I would truly say is an inspiration. Now, unfortunately, our time together is very quickly drawing to its close. But what does the next twelve months have in store for Containment Technology Services? Um, well, we're, we're desperately trying to grow our facility, so we're trying to find uh, um, uh, some land to, to build a new, new site on. So we're currently growing quite nicely. Um, we're we're um, hoping to find more people to join the team, and that sort of brings its own challenges and training and bringing them in. But for us, we, it's a, these are positive challenges. So I think um, yeah, for us, the next year, certainly, um, we're still hoping to grow further. Well, Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you, and I very much look forward to speaking with you again sometime in the near future. Sean, thank you. Thank you very much. That was Sean Codling, Managing Director of Containment Technology Services. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst. <laughs>